Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's our pleasure once again to welcome Dr. Gomshei for his final lecture in this series on traditional Persian poetry and philosophy. Uh, he was here two years ago and has reappeared two years later to speak to Temenos. We hope that we can get him back in another time before two years elapses. Tonight he's going to speak on the seven valleys of love, the evolution of man in the poetry of Attar. Please. No, I, I'll put it here. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, lovers of beauty, truth, and the good. It's really a blessing for me and a source of immense pleasure to find myself among a group of lovers and to speak about the seven stations or seven valleys or seven cities of love. I was reminded just now of a poem by Rumi which I want to put in the opening of my discourse tonight. He is addressing lovers that I hope that every moment your joy would increase. And because of you, the whole world would be sweet and uh, a source of infinite source of sugar and sweetness. If anybody asks, who are you in this world? Who are you that you throw your head on the altar of love? Sarandaz is a person who has got no head. He is nobody. He is not somebody. Actually, one of the strange things about the road of love is that those people who can raise, those people can raise their head who have got no head at all. Gar kisi porsat kyanid ei sarandazan shoma. If somebody asks, who are you? You should say, pas begu idash ki jane jane jan ei ashra. So tell him that we are the heart of the heart of the heart. We are the soul of the soul of the soul. We are the life of the life of the life. Actually, there is a very beautiful poem when lovers get together. Asman rashk barat bahr zamini ke daru do se yari do se dam bahr khoda benshinat. Even heaven itself would be jealous of the earth because heaven is very proud of its very high position. But when lovers get together on the earth, even heaven is jealous of the earth when people get together and speak about love. Rumi says that, oh, he is calling the heaven. Actually, heaven is talking to the earth. 
that, oh, earth, if you have not seen resurrection, just now look. When lovers get together and speak, that is the resurrection. So I'm happy to find a pretext to speak about love, which is the only subject which is worthwhile to speak about. Somebody asked me, why is it that you are following just one theme, which is love? Because there is no other theme. Just show me one other important theme. It has filled the whole literature of the world. From the very beginning of Masnavi to the end is the story of love. From the beginning of Nizami to the end is the story of love. What is else? Actually, the, the, the story of creation started with love. How, how, what happened that we became, one became two? Actually, Tonight, we are going to go on a journey of love. It is a mysterious journey, a mystical journey. It's a true journey because the journeys which take you from place to place, it's no journey. You go from this place to this place. So you are not raised to a higher level of existence. So it is no no changing, it is no motion. But when you go from one stage to another, then it is true motion. Otherwise, it is just going and turning round and turning round. Dear Dovid Bala, it is the whirlwind of adversity that it turns round and then you go down. That is what is happening in the whole world, that they are turning round and round and round because they are not going anywhere. But when you you set out 
with seven thousands, with seven million thousands. Every moment, you are at a higher stage, at a higher level of being. So we are going to go from copper to gold, from gold to alchemy. Dust as missive wujud, shomardan rah beshui. Wash your hand of your copper, Rumi, and by all great poets coming after him. Actually, Rumi says, Attar ruh budu sanai du chashmu. Attar was the spirit, and sanai was two eyes. So I am following Sanoi and Attar. Attar was, his name means, uh, uh, or either a druggist or a perfume seller. In Persian, Attar has both meaning. Attari could be apothecary or it could be a drugstore where Attar actually was a physician as well because he uh, treated people besides uh, selling drugs and medicine. So he is uh, considered to be the, uh, according to Rumi again, uh, the shop where you can sit and you can get sugar. That in Bazar Attaran, in this market of perfume sellers, don't ramble about, don't, don't roam about. Just sit at the, at the shop of a person who has sugar in his uh, shop, who is Attar. It is said that when Rumi was traveling by his father to the west because of the, of the Mongol invasion. He was, he visited uh, Attar in Nishabur. You know, Attar was born in Nishabur and was uh, one or two generations after Omar Khayyam. He was a contemporary, almost contemporary with Khayyam and almost contemporary with Rumi, he was a generation older. So when he saw Rumi, who was a mere child of 10, he looked deep into his eyes and said, well, this child is going to set the whole world in fire. Actually, maybe the first sparkle of this fire was given by Attar himself to Rumi, to the child. Attar is a great writer as well. He has written so many books that people have criticized him. That's why are you writing so many, many, many books and long books? He says, okay, you can, you can stop reading them. It is not necessary that you read all of them. Um, I write books because uh, I have no one to talk to. You have heard that Ali ibn Abi Talib, the first leader, religious re- leader of uh, Shiite Muslims and all Muslim world, uh, he used to go to a well 
and spoke to a well. He, he bowed down his head into the, hell, into the well and uh, told his secrets. So Attar says that book for me is just like the well. That's why I am writing, because uh, I, have, I, I have not find, found anyone to talk to. But uh, among all his various books, of course, some of them are not authentic and are not attributable to Attar, but three of them are most important. One is the collection of uh, lyrics, which are odes and sonnets, and qasideh and ghazal, and uh, of course his robayat, his katrains, is a different book, which, because thousands of katrains, <laughs> and this is actually a huge book uh, of katrains. But uh, his divan uh, and his uh, prose, his very good prose book, which is the Chronicle of the Saints. It's the life and sayings of the saints uh, previous to him, and or maybe some of them contemporary. Taskeratul Olia. Taskeratul Olia. I recently bought a copy of Taskratul Olia, a Christian sort of Taskratul Olia, which was the story of Saint Christopher and Saint, and they are very good stories as well. But uh, Attar was really a master of Persian prose, very beautiful for those times. And after more than 800 years, you can read it easily, except for some Arabic uh, quotations. Uh, I just uh, quote one single sentence from Taskratul Olia to show um, what sort of pearls and jewels you can find there. We have raised our head from behind the shroud and from the coffin, and we are speaking. So uh, he means that we are speaking with the experience of death. And the third one is Mantegotair, the Conference of Birds, which is most loved uh, rhyming couplet, most loved, loved Masnavi of Attar, uh, which can properly be called a, a forerunner of Masnavi of Rumi. The book, in the preamble of the book, of course it starts usually with um, in, in praise of God and uh, in praise of uh, laudations to the holy apostle, and then uh, about laudations of uh, the station of man as greater than all other beings. And he says that uh, the devil, just because uh, don't consider yourself a small, because uh, you are so dear to your Lord, that for the sake of you, he made one of his most uh, devoted uh, angels, who was Satan. He rejected him forever just because he didn't, he was not, he didn't consent to, to prostrate himself before you. So you can find how dear you are for him. Uh, then he calls the birds. Actually, the beginning of the book and the 
I mean, you could say the prelude, speaking in musical terms, the prelude uh, is very beautiful. I recommend you to read that because uh, it calls 11 different birds and it speaks to them. And uh, actually he has condensed in a miniature form all what he is going to say in the whole story. So if you just read that, those two pages in the beginning, you already know what uh, the basic ideas and the basic concepts of the mysticism of Attar are. It's a miniature of the whole book. It is um, a, a figure of a speech uh, in English. They call it foreshadowing. Because from, uh, from the very beginning, you give a gist of the main theme and the main ideas. Now, what is the story? After the preamble, he says, okay, Marhaba Ehod Hodehadishode, he calls Hodhod. Hupo is uh, a symbol of prophets, a symbol of all persons who have traveled, who have traveled all the way, and then they have come back. Why? Because uh, they are kind people, they are sympathetic people, they can't leave other humanity. They know that salvation alone is not possible. Uh, I have translated a poem by Matthew Arnold, which is most beautiful, and it is a miniature of Mantegot Tail as well. Uh, he also says that uh, people, there are two kinds of people. Some people, some people eddy about. They chatter and love and they gather and squander. They are raised aloft, they are held to the dust, and then they die, they perish. And no one asks who or what they have been. But there are a group, other groups, whom an ardent thirst burns. They want to, to save something from this flood of oblivion. So they set out for the way. And then they go, and on the way, there are hardships. Many fail, just like the birds. Many fail. And only a few at the end, they come to the top of the mountain. And then there is a man, there is an old man with a lantern in hand. He asks, uh, who are you? They say, well, we are, we have just come uh, ourselves. We have lost our friends in, in avalanche, in, in the flood, in, in the storm. And then he tells them that uh, you cannot do that. Actually, here, uh, Arnold turns to his father, addresses his father, and says, oh, my father, Thou wert not one of those who didn't care about his friends. You returned. You returned and found people under uh, snow uh, or under water, under dust, under mud, and then saved them and brought them back. They are called Hodhod. They are artists. I will speak a little bit more about artists and their missions in the world. <coughs> so... Uh, the story goes like this, that thousands and thousands of birds get together. And then they have a conference. They discuss about whether they have a king or not. They say, how is it that other group of animals have their own king? Lion is the king of the jungle. How is it that we don't have a king? 
And Hupos comes along and says, well, you do have a king. His name is Seymour or Anga. Seymour is a Persian word which uh, is, consists of two parts, C, which means 30, and then more, which means bird. So it means 30 bird. But this is the name of the bird, of the great mysterious uh, bird. Now, this has created much misunderstanding about Attar. I'll explain later how some uh, intellectuals uh, have been deceived by this uh, similarity between Seymour and that Seymour, and then they have thought uh, Attar is actually denying uh, the existence of Seymour, and he wants to say that at the end of the road you will find nobody but yourself, which is not true. So, uh, at first, they ask, who is this Seymour? He says, well, he loves you, and uh, he is very anxious about you, and you are all the shadows of Seymour. So he is in love with his shadows. So he will accept all of you, and no one is excluded so we can all uh, set out to find him. So everybody was happy, and they were all enthusiastic about it. And, but when he explained the hardships and the difficulties on the way and the seven valleys and all the strange things on the road of love, they started bringing excuses. Well, the nightingale said, well... I, I would wish to come, but, uh, you know, I'm a lover of the rose, and for me, a rose is sufficient for me. So each one of the birds just tries to find an excuse. Uh, but Hupo, one by one, gives them proper answers. For example, he says to the nightingale that this flower is just laughing at you. And he says that, well, look at this. He is in love with me. I'm going to die in a few days. So he is, he is, he is such a fool who is, has fallen in love with me. I'm just passing away. I'm transient. So one by one, for example, uh, Partridge is in love of, uh, of treasures and jewels and pearls. So he, he says, uh, Hopo says, well, jewel, what is jewel? It is just a piece of a stone with a different color. No basic difference. So you, are, you, are, you have become so hard-hearted because of a piece of a stone. So he calls them back again. And then they ask questions and questions, and they want to some way to, to, to run away from the mission. But he closes, uh, he shuts all the... Uh, doors, and then they finally consent to uh, travel and to be, I mean, the traveler of the path. So one of them asks, uh, one of the birds asks, well, how many, 
how many stations are there on the way. And Hupo says there are seven in all. The first is the quest. or the value of quest. The second is love. Of course, all of them are love, but love particularly is one of the stations of the seven stations of love. And then there is wisdom or Gnosticism or Gnostic knowledge or wisdom or ma'rifat. And then you have independence Independence, which means esterna, I will explain about it a little more because it is something more than independence, something more than um, a state of being needless, or it has a very uh, complicated meaning, but uh, it has many connotations. And then uh, the fifth one is unity, and then the sixth one is perplexity. out of the city because we are in the city of destruction as in Pilgrim's Progress to read we have to go out because it is sure that uh, adversity is descending upon this city so you have to go out uh, actually there is a poem very famous poem that half shahr ra attar gash ma hanuz andar hame yek kuchein attar wonder the seven cities of love but we are still on the corner of one of the streets of this city. So they come out to uh, the border of the way, and the first question they make is that, well, they saw that it is a vast, vast uh, wilderness with nothing to see, no road, no one to come, no one to go. Well, he says, one of the birds says, well, how is it that uh, nobody is coming and going? It has got no traffic. Uh, they were afraid because, um, he said, it is because of the, uh, I mean, of the uh, greatness of uh, the road because nobody dares to enter this road. That is why uh, there are very few people who just set out to come. So every question is answered, and uh, they pass the way. Now I'll explain a little bit about quest. I will linger about quest, which is most important, and then explain about others. What is quest? Quest is a candle, is a candle which is kindled in your heart. It is just a conversion. All of a sudden, you have a mysterious feeling that you are going the wrong way, that you want something else, something more. Uh, 
that you are tired of this turning round and round. Some uh, temptation takes you that there must be something else. How is it that I'm not happy? Is there, is there really a beloved in this world? So there are questions. And this state of talab, this uh, feeling of talab, may be caused by different things. One is nature. If you go to nature, sometimes nature tells you that you have to be a traveler. Just like Wordsworth, when he got a very good lesson from nature in the morning, from Sahar, from uh, the dawn, or from art. Art can also put you on the way. Because if it is true art, it gives a message. It gives actually you uh, a, a, a letter, an address that you have lost your beloved and you have to go this, this is the address. There is a very beautiful story called Mahare. I will tell you a little bit of that to see Mahare or Mahare means a part of the moon. It's a part of the moon. This is the story of a king who is uh, a very good king. He is uh, just. He, is, he has all good qualities, beauty, handsome, beautiful, handsome. But he has one basic, uh, uh, one malady. And what is that? He doesn't love women. I think that this is the, the malady of our century. Nobody loves women. They use and abuse and misuse and disuse, but they don't love them. I think that the main problem in the world is that love is lost between man and woman. And that the king doesn't love women. He has rejected actually all women and he doesn't want to get married. He doesn't want to even see women. He doesn't even let artists to show the picture of a woman. So, and nobody knows what to do. People are uh, anxious about the future of the country. So at this time, uh, an artist comes to the city. He is a painter. He asks people what has happened. Um, they say, well, they, our king has driven, has driven away old women from the city and uh, he is not going to get married and so and so. He said, well, I can cure him of this disease. He said, well, what, what, what do you want to do? We have shown him, uh, you, you just want to show him some pictures. We have shown him the woman himself. He said, well, okay, if you just take me to the court, I will do something for you. So they take him to the court. And the king says, well, have you told him that I will cut off his head if there is any picture of a woman among his uh, paintings? He said, no, I have nothing of, of a woman like. It's just some pictures about uh, nature and animals and trees. But he had put purposely one picture. So as, he was, as the king was uh, uh, looking through the album and paging through the, his work, he suddenly cried out and fell down, fainted. 
and the artist went out. Then, when he came to himself, he said, well, if this artist is lost, if he runs away, I will put you all to death. Just find him as soon as possible. So, they, they go out and see that uh, the artist is sitting calmly outside. And he says, well, is, has he come to himself again? They say, yes, and he has asked about you. He came, and the king said, well, don't be afraid. I want to tell you that uh, if I give you my throne and my throne and all my treasures and all this kingdom, it is not worth just that, uh, worth that one single vision I had of that picture. Who is that lady? So the artist is the one who can show us the picture, the picture and put us on the road. You are... You, you feel that quest. The king said, who is this? Who, whose picture is it? At first he said, well, he is not any particular person. I was just uh, uh, playing with forms. And, but he said, no, you are, you are, you. Uh, it is not true. You have seen this lady. And then he confessed that he has seen the lady. And the lady, he said that he lives um, six months uh, it needs six, six months of traveling to get to that lady. It's in the middle of the jungle, in the middle of the forest. So you see, very similar to this the story of the birds. So he says, well, I'll just move right now. And then he goes, and uh, I will, you, you, you have to read the story uh, of Mahpara. I'm actually looking, I have not found it yet. I know that it has a translation from Sanskrit into English. But he goes to, the, to that prince in the midst of the jungle and finally he gets married with him. So this talab, uh, I can <coughs> show you some other forms, some other, I could say, uh, evidence. You know, hunting is a very common theme in Persian literature. There are princes who go hunting. There are three uh, princesses, Shahruzo Behruda Ahruz in Masnavi of Rumi, who are going to go around the world. So which way they go? No particular way. They are hunting. They, they go this way and that way and this way, everywhere. All people in the morning, they have their traps and snares and they go hunting because everybody wants to hunt something. So they are, everybody is a hunter. But all of a sudden you are hunted. You stop somewhere. You see, uh, there was a prince who came at the door, I mean at the gate of a city, and saw the picture of a lady. So he stopped. That is why Avicenna says that if you want to start, I mean to go to Talab, to make this traveling, you have to stop. You have motion, rest, and then motion. Before that, you have some accidental motion, roundabout motions, and then you come to a rest. This, is, this puts you on the valley of Tala. So then, after this rest, you 
the same particular motion. The first story of Rooney in Mastery is the same story. And the stories of Abu Ben Adham, Ibrahim Adham, who was a king, a great, great king. He was lying on his bed, and he heard that somebody is running this way and that way on the roof of his uh, castle. He came up and said, who are you? He said, well, uh, I have lost my channel, and I, I want to see whether I, uh, I can find it on the roof. He said, are you, uh, are you crazy? You have, where did you leave, lose your channel? He said, well, I lost it uh, hundreds of miles away in, in, the, in the wilderness, and now I want to see if it is here. He said, how could you think of that? He said, well, you are doing the worst. You are going, you are after blessing, after blessity, after prosperity, and you are trying to find it on this throne. It is more preposterous. You can never find it here. See? So, Ibrahim just uh, was a little bit uh, sober, or you could say intoxicated. And again, the same dervish who had come purposely to awake him, the same dervish uh, came to his castle and said, everybody was praising the castle. Um, he came just in, and uh, when they wanted to drive him away, he said, well, this is a caravansara, this is a guest house. They brought him to the king and said, well, this dervish says that this is a guest house. He said, how do you say that this is my castle? Uh, my father, and before that it belonged to my grandfather. He said, okay. Then, so before you was your father, and before that was your grandfather, and after you, who's going to stay here? Then your son, and then your grandson. So this is a guest house. People come and go. So this is not your place, your proper place. So this is uh, the way people are awakened into the valley of quest. And then they become Talib. The moment you become Talib, you have already achieved your matloub, you have got, but it takes a time, you are conscious. But the moment you are uh, the seeker, you have already found what you are seeking. The second is love. What can be said about love? Love is fire. By nature it is fire, because it burns. Everybody has said, in old world literature, you find that love is fire, the Promethean fire that can give life. You remember in Othello, uh, when uh, he wants to strangle Desdemona, he says, it's better that I put off the candle first, and then because if I put off the candle, I can rekindle it again easily. But if you put off the candle of your life, where is the Promethean fire that could give you back life? So this love is a fire. It's a fire which burns all the crust. It is like the fire of the hell. Actually, love is a hell. It is a hell. Because it burns all the crust, not the core. Rumi says, don't be afraid of hell. If you have something to do with crust, then leave it away. The skin is, is burnt away 
and love. Love had been called Jahannam. Love had been called deep sometimes because it is so predominant. So, uh, but, uh, you know, we have true love and Ishta Hariri and Ishta Majazi, true love and uh, the shadow of love. But both of them are good. There is another kind of love which is no love at all. You see, true love is like this. You see? This is true love. Whether it is the love between a man and a woman or the love of God. It is giving. Love is giving. Why? Self-love is like this. See, it's a black hole. It uh, devours everything. This is no love. This is what people call love. And then they complain uh, that nobody loves because they are not lovers themselves. A person is complaining that uh, there is no, no one to love in the world. It is because he has not uh, been qualified for being loved. If we are a lover, then we are loved. So, uh, after the traveler is burned in the fire of love, which, why do you call it fire? Because it has uh, two qualities. It gives you warmth. It warms you. It warms, and then it gives light. You probably remember this, the, the poem by Robert Southwell, that uh, in the middle of, of winter, it was so cold, I was in the street, suddenly I felt that I was warm, and I looked up and saw a burning baby, a, burning, a baby that was burning, all in fire, that was Jesus Christ. See, actually Johnson says that if uh, Southwell had composed such a beautiful poem, why did, did he not destroy his other poems? So, this gives uh, heat and it gives light. When it gives light, then it is matter-fact. The third one is matter-fact. Matter-fact is wisdom or intuitive knowledge. Uh, this is the light of love. And this is the... When you are burnt away completely, then you get the light of love. What does that mean? How is it that matter-fact comes after love? What is the relation between love and wisdom? Love and knowing, love and knowledge. The relation is that if you don't love, you can know nothing. You can know nobody. You can know uh, no secret of the world. Because you love yourself. When you love yourself, then uh, you can... You, just think about yourself. So how can you know me? How can you know me? Because you are constantly thinking about yourself. If you know me, you know me uh, how I can serve you. So, but when you are a true lover, then you have true knowledge. You know people. You look deep into the heart of people and you come to know them. It is after love that our eyes are opened. It is said that love is blind. It is here, 
love is blind. Because it's burning. It burns all self and all except God. And then when all is burned, then it is all eyes. Love sees everything. Hafez says, the light of the eyes of a lover is from above to above, means from heaven to earth. He can seize everything because he loves. So love means knowledge. And then in this knowledge, your heart becomes, uh, as Muhyiddin uh, Arabi said, your heart is a receptacle of all forms. You come to know that all other peoples are also lovers. Ma'rifat is a city which is so wide that no two persons pass the same road. See, it is so wide a city. There is no traffic. Uh, and uh, you will see that all people are lovers. One is worshipping the idol, one is worshipping so, and one is worshipping the other things. So you will see that uh, all love one and the same thing. And uh, that beloved is heedless and disdainful. You hear from all around, you hear, where are you? This is where art thou? Go where art thou that I will become thy servant? You hear this voice, where art thou from the whole world? You hear that all atoms of the world are saying, where art thou? And there is no answer. This is the fourth valley. The fourth valley is independence. Independence is... Uh, one of the names of uh, trans uh, transcendence, attributes of transcendence, that God doesn't need, He doesn't need your service, He doesn't need your prayer, He doesn't need anything. So, you lose all your hope. What can I do? How can, it's a beloved who is so disdainful, there are so many lovers, you lose actually all hope to to even to propose. You see, when you see that, for example, a lady is so beautiful and there are so many thousands of, of proposals, then you would lose your hope and say, well, whether you even doubt whether you set out to propose or not. But uh, Attar and Rumi and all said, you have to propose. At any rate, you have to propose, even if there is no hope. There is actually a story of when Joseph, the great prophet, the most beautiful of prophets, he was being sold uh, in a market in Egypt. And the price was rising and rising every moment until they said, well, we put Joseph in one scale, one side of the scale, and on the other side there should be jewels and gold. Uh, so equal is weight. And still, there were other proposals, higher proposals. At this moment, um, a lady, they saw a lady who was 
rushing towards the market. They asked him, where are you running? He said, well, I have heard that there is a very beautiful olam, a very beautiful uh, page, and uh, they are going to sell him. I, I want to buy. They said, well, what have you brought? Well, she said, well, I have just one cock with me and one hen. I am coming from a village. They said, well, are you crazy? Uh, you see, there are jewels and bowls and steel. Uh, they don't sell him. He said, well, I know that uh, they wouldn't uh, accept my proposal, but I simply want that my name is put in the list of the proposals. So it is very important that we put our name in the list of proposals. We cannot buy. We are poor. Blessed are the poor, as uh, Jesus Christ said. We are poor, and uh, although we are poor, we have this courage to propose. Because they put our name in the list, and all of a sudden, you may be accepted. Because it is, it is not according to the rules of uh, things we are thinking of. So this is the name of transcendence. You make a very big gambling. In fact, Vadi uh, Estelena is a gambling. Why gambling? Because you have no hope. You have to offer everything and hope nothing. Because this is the great uh, gamble which to, towards which uh, Las Vegas should be ashamed because they risk nothing. They risk some of you few dollars. But here you put all your being, all your desires, everything you have in, in, on the put at risk. And then you have no hope because in Las Vegas you have some hope that there are some probability, there are certain rules of probability that you may win at such and such conditions. But here you have no hope. You are simply lover. A lover has no hope. Just like a mother, he, is, he doesn't think that whether my son would be grateful or not. So I, I have to investigate and see if I am risking all my sacrifices or not. He doesn't, she doesn't think about it. Because um, love is a great gambling. I went to the gambling house and I saw that they, have, they are the people who gamble greatly and uh, they uh, lose everything. Actually, Rumi calls man Muhammad Zadeh. We are the son of the great gambler. Who was Adam? Adam was a great gambler because he gambled the whole paradise. Why? Hafiz explains how we left the paradise, we came to this world. He says that where Adam was in paradise, رهروب منظر اشتیمو سه سرحد ادم تا به اقلیم وجود این همه راه آمده and then he goes on to say سبزه خط تو دیدیم و زبستان بهشت به طلبکاری این مهرگی آمده we have seen a vision of the beauty and we have left paradise in order to find you so we have made a great great gamble and Rumi says, If you are the son of Adam, who was a great gambler, why are you constantly thinking uh, whether it is uh, 
uh, to your uh, benefit or not. So, in the uh, this uh, valley of transcendence puts all to death. It, it is a sword which cuts off all heads. Everyone who claims to be anything, his head is cut off. Actually, you can do it yourself. Uh, uh, there is two esternas. One esterna of God and one esterna of uh, the traveler. When you are in the body of esterna, then you are so wealthy because you don't need. Who is more wealthy than the person who doesn't need? You are, uh, well, you don't care. You say, well, I don't need this, I don't need that. You are rich according to how much you can dispense with, rather than how much you can uh, acquire. So the, the richer you are, the more you can dispense with. Uh, so this uh, esterna, when we have esterna, just like the esterna of God, that independence of God uh, comes to us, the shadow of His independence comes to us, and we are proud in a very good sense. We are proud, we don't care uh, to bow ourselves towards anyone. And then after that, when uh, all heads are cut off and no one remains, then it is unity. Two, one. 
You have only one job. You are a lover. If you are speaking sweetly, it is good. If you are scowling, it is good. Because you love. For every action, there is one answer. I am a lover. Why you are doing that? Because I am a lover. Why are you doing that? Because I am a lover. Why you are creating words of art? Because I am a lover. So, you have only one job. Why you are studying computer? Because I am a lover. Because, uh, and then you explain and explain until you come to your beloved. It has something to do with your beloved. When this of, this of is the most important word in the world. Of. Or in Persian they say, do you remember that uh, Majnun said, I love no as the best word? Because uh, the first time when I proposed to Lady and I said, uh, I proposed to her, she said no, but she meant yes. So that is why no is the best word. They asked me, what is skin? What, uh, sorry, what is the best garment? They asked Majnun, what's the best garment? He said, the best garment is skin, sheep skin. So what sheep skin is very harsh and it's no good. He said, well, because once uh, I wanted to see imagine, lady, I wanted to see my beloved, and I had no way out but to cover myself under a sheep skin and to go among the ships to see to the tents of uh, lady and see her. So I love sheep skin as the best garment. So everything has something to do with love. Because you know, this of makes unknown things known. When you say book, it is unknown. But when you say book of Shakespeare, then it is uh, it's known. In, in one moment, it is known. There, there was a student who was studying in his room, and he happened to read a grammar, a grammatical rule that this of makes indefinite things definite. And then he thought about it, and then. He said, it's good, it's a very good idea that to make indefinite things definite and unknown things known. He came to the, um, the richest uh, Tajir of the town in Espan. He was in Espan. He came to Espan, uh, I mean to, the, uh, to that uh, rich merchant and said, well, I have studied a, a rule in grammar. He said, what is that? He said, well, if something is related to something else, then he becomes uh, known in one moment. It is nakare, and then he becomes marefe. So it is, uh, so he said, um, what do you want to do now? He said, well, because I am nakare, nobody knows me. But if I am your damad, if the son-in-law of you, <laughs> if you marry your daughter, then in one moment, Everybody knows me because everybody say, "Well, this is the this is the son-in-law uh, of uh, such and such great merchant." So, who is most known in the world is our beloved. God is most known. Everybody knows him. So, it is of if somehow we could attach ourselves to this of uh, with God, then all is good. So, whatever you are doing has something to do with your beloved. So you have one job, you have uh, one state of being, you are always uh, feeling the same happy uh, mood, and uh, no problem. This unity, because you are one, at all moments you are one. You are a constant friend, you are a constant lover, not like the lover who said, 
uh, I've been loving you for three days, and uh, if the weather is good, I'm going to love you for another three days. You are a constant lover because uh, when you love, it is because of your beloved. And then it goes on and it is constant. So both the world within and the world without become one. And this outside and inside also become one. So you are actually one with your God. And uh, there is no I, there is no two I. He knocked at the door of his friend and said, Who are you? He said, It is I. He said, Go away with you. Because you are still too raw, immature. He went for a time and he was burning in the fire of love because he was not uh, mature, he was not well cooked. So after a time he came and knocked again. He said, Who are you? He said, Well, it is you at the door. He said, Now that you are me, then come in. Because it's only one eye. There is one eye in the world. There is one single consciousness who has the right to say I. So if Mansur said, I am God, you are right. If you say, I am God, it is all right. Because there is only one, one I. But if you say, I am Hassan, I am Hussein, it is not right. Because uh, our I is a shadow of the I of our beloved. So this is unity. When you come to the world of unity, when you um, go up this much, uh, something happens. Before that, when you are rising from level to level up to unity, when you are rising, everything is itself. The moon is the moon, the sun is the sun, the door is the door. Because you are rising, you see, this is uh, um, rain, this is cloud, this is uh, a person, this is a mountain. You go up. When you come to unity and then you descend to inform people of uh, the joy you have achieved, then when you are coming down, nothing is what it was before. The mountain is no mountain. The birds are no birds. The people are no people. They are all God. You don't see anybody. Abu Sayyid said, it is 30 years that I have only spoken to God. I have only seen God. There is a story that once a woman came to uh, I'll just bring it and uh, came to yes, he came to uh, Avicenna and she said, "Well, uh, I have a book. I want to offer it to you." Avicenna said, "Well, I have uh, sworn not to accept any gift from anybody except God." The woman looked at him and said, Well, I, I am amazed because is there anyone except God here? Yes. Accept it from God. So, you don't see anyone but God. So, according to Sadi, who is in, in the realm of unity, Sadi says that unity is not just saying there is only one God. La ilaha illallah. It is not unity. Unity is to burn all in that fire. And then nothing remains but that one. So, after unity, this unity, uh, when you see that all is one, then you are perplexed. Then you are perplexed. This is Wadi Hayrat. 
your perplexity comes from the fact that you see that all is one. You never say that uh, I am vexed, by I am an, I got annoyed, ranjidan. You never get offended because uh, everything comes from God, and you have no quarrel with people. There's no people. If somebody scowls at you, you have to think, well, what have I done? You see, maybe I have not said the right word, and I have not done the right deed. So you, you don't quarrel with him. See, he has sent a person to scowl at you, to be sour at you, to see that somebody is wrong, something is wrong. So there is only one. You don't see but one. And then you are perplexed. Uh, the perplexity of Dante, the perplexity that Farabi uh, in his Fususul um, Hikam, which is uh, uh, jewels of knowledge, jewels of wisdom, he says that Onzur el al this is very famous, Onzur el al means just take a look at that unity. Fatbush el al and then be perplexed to eternity, all through your life. You will never get sober again, because this body, uh, this hayrat, is like a tavern. You enter by the door of unity, you drink wine of unity, and then you are perplexed. You are beside yourself, you don't know. Even they ask you, what's your name? I've got no name. Even you ask him, uh, do you... Are you sober or, or intoxicated? You would answer, what is sobriety, what is intoxication? I, I don't know. Even when I say I don't know, I don't understand what it means. So in the state of, uh, you are perplexed. And the, the artist, the true artist, is actually um, giving an account of his perplexity through his art. That I am amazed. I'm amazed by this world. I'm amazed by that one. And you are giving an account of your amazement. And then after perplexity, you drown, you are drowned in this perplexity, and you come to annihilation, which is Wadiye Fana. Then uh, you are totally, I mean you lose your consciousness and you have the cosmic consciousness. You, you find yourself one and uh, you are completely absent from thyself. Uh, there is a poem by Dryden which is so very near to this idea. He says that when you are without yourself, then God to you comes to you and visits you while you are not there. See, he visits you while you are not there. He will show you his beauty when you are not with yourself. So, uh, in, in the night of Mi'raj, at the ascent of Muhammad, there was no one there but God. There was no two things. So, it takes a lot to... Uh, so sorry, I am ashamed before Attar to have given such a faulty account of the most beautiful things he has said in this, but uh, I'll just bring it in two minutes and then we will have uh, may maybe 10 minutes 
to have uh, some questions. So when they pass, when the birds, hundreds and hundreds of birds uh, start and pass uh, valley by valley, and then they fall. Why is it that some fall? Because everybody stops somewhere. You see, there are people, for example, become, uh, they are very fond of art. So they stop at a piece of work and then they just sit down there and they, they, they no longer go on. They don't know that art is an address of the house of your beloved. You just get the address and go away. Don't, don't stand there. See, uh, music, art, painting, these are addresses. Uh, that uh, guides you on the way. You have to just to get the message. It's just like a person who sees a traffic light and says, well, uh, how lovely it is. This, this one is red and this one is yellow and so, uh, and he sits there. You have to get the meaning and go on. See? So, uh, scriptures are addresses. The Ole Quran is an address, is an invitation with an address, because the address is also included in the invitation card. The Quran is an invitation that you should come to see more. And this is the address. Don't go this way, don't go that way, don't go to ugliness, don't go to uh, bad humor, don't go to this, don't uh, uh, submit yourself to, to the to demons, to the devil. So go this way and that way, and then you will come to me. So when they come, finally, only 30 birds, they see that um, in front of them, they see themselves. So, well, what is this? Uh, is that God or is that us? Or is that Seymour? If, it is, if this is Seymour, well, then what is that? And if that is Seymour, what is this? So they were perplexed again. Uh, so they asked, they asked the um, servants there, what is uh, going on here? And they heard uh, that uh, this is not Seymour. This is what, uh, this is the misunderstanding which has happened that uh, many intellectuals think that Attar wants to say that this Seymour is equal to that Seymour, <coughs> meaning that there is no God and it is only uh, we who are God. It is not true. He says that this is just a mirror. You are seeing yourself in the mirror. So if you were 40, then it was 40 more. If you are 50, then it would be 50. So you were 30, then you see 30 more. It, it has nothing to do with Seymour, with that Seymour. So you have to completely lose yourself. And then you will find what Seymour is. There is actually uh, a, a saying that, uh, I mean, a story that somebody asked his friend, what is she? He said, well, she is like, what is lion? This is lion, L-O-I-N. He said, this is no lion, this is just a word. He just uh, drew the picture of the lion and said, well, this is a lion. He said, no, this is no lion, you kick it and it doesn't move. <laughs> then he took him by hand and took him to the jungle, to the forest, and said, well, this is, he showed him a lion. I said, this, is that lion? He said, no, this is no lion. He got angry and said, what is lion then? He said, the lion is the one that devoured you. Love is not what you hunt, it's that you are hunted. 
آنچه ارزد عشق را سید را عشق است و بست لیک او کی آیدن در سید کس تو مگر آیی و سید او شدی It's better that you come to his trap to the trap of love So when they forget about themselves when they no longer see themselves they have uh, cleansed the, the heart and the mirror but when you cleanse your heart you shouldn't see your, your, your own self in the heart they don't make mirror that you see yourself but everybody has to see his face in the mirror so when they forget about the mirror and forget about the see more which is themselves then they are drowned in the light of the true see more and uh, no longer any news comes from them because uh, from here on uh, no account words fail it is all simply happiness and you cannot even express your happiness uh, when you are truly happy um, I end it with one line by Rumi he is driving he is so happy he is the happiest of all poets and he says that oh uh, sorrow go away with you otherwise I'll cut your head off just go away with you I don't like you because you are two letters one is and one is see this is so narrow and confined it is not open and this is still narrower it is closed this is damn it's two letters one is plain and one is mean it is two closed things so uh, I don't love it because love is infinite love has no walls around it so so the last stage is actually the stage of rapture of happiness and uh, ecstasy thank you I think that there might be many, many questions because there are so many um, ambiguity about many of these uh, uh, valleys. I should confess that uh, it needs much more explanation to know how one uh, takes you to the other. But I just tried to give you a taste of these uh, seven valleys. is the woman. In that story, Mahpare is the woman. 
And I think that uh, somebody has to cure humanity out of his uh, uh, forgetting completely about femininity. Yes. I would like uh, to ask uh, why we have these days this phenomenon that uh, many people seem to be fascinated by art. I mean, it seems to be a big business, at least in the Western world. Could you? Uh, I mean, these that mystical that circles. You could say, okay, there's a mystical yawning, and people get stuck there. But, but isn't there? It seems to. Uh, it seems to develop almost into a religion. Yes. Yeah. See, the moment it takes the form of a cult, the form of a community, any sort of organization, it is false. It is not love. Because... Uh, because there are so many devils on the way because they know that people are thirsty and they want to know something about Seymour. So there are people who claim that they know, and then they create organizations. And uh, of course, I don't mean that any organization means a false uh, uh, calling. But when it is, uh, it turns into prejudice. It turns into rejection. Uh, it means that he is not in the wadiya ma'rifat. If you say that this is, um, this is the only way uh, that can be uh, can lead people to see more, then it's misleading. See, but there are there have been organizations like Khanegah. They have been very useful because uh, they didn't claim. They said, "Well, we are travelers on the road, and there are other travelers," and uh, they confirmed each other. They were in full reconciliation. But nowadays, if you see that, uh, when you see different sects at war, it means that uh, the uh, containers are empty of water. You see, if, if you are thirsty, if you want wine, and then you see a, a cup like this, and a cup like this, and a cup like this, and then which is better when they are all empty? You see, they are all the same. So, different sects they have some empty container and they are praising that, well, this is the only way you have to do it like this, to do it like that. You see? So these are the containers. When the containers are full of something, then all of them are good. If you go to the church, if you go to mosque, anywhere you go, if you have that container, which is the wine or which is the water, then it's all, it's all the same. If it is empty, it's all the same. So... Two Sufi are never at war with each other. And even two religious person, uh, two really religious person, they never have any war against each other. They never have whether discussion whether my religion is better than yours. See, they may discuss certain things about, but uh, the faith, the true faith, makes people reconcile. Yes? Thank you. I am. Uh, to end on this one. Thank you very much.
Thank you very much for your listening.